This is the Oklahoma Talking Company. Oklahoma Sports Show. I am Jason Evans, and back again, thankfully, is Jared Kennedy. How are you doing, Jared? I'm doing pretty good. I'm getting pretty good at these uh, short, short leave, what do you call it, leave of absence Yeah, return. I feel like I'm gone every other week. Yeah, you're taking all your vacation days from the podcast, so it's the end of the year. I guess, you know? I guess. <laughs> if only I one, one more year and they give me another week of vacation, so. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably be gone even more. No, not really. <laughs> well, uh, you know, here at the beginning, do you uh, have anything great happen on the cruise? Did you win a million dollars, anything like that? Well, I didn't win a million dollars. You know, I do. I did get the old, the old uh, envelope with the free cruise. Ooh. Uh, free cruise come along, courtesy of the casino. So I guess if you spend enough time in the casino, they uh, they absolutely want you to come back. Doesn't mean I lost a lot of money. I didn't lose a lot of money. I just kind of had my limit to spend, and I actually won. I won. You know, I was up a little bit. You know, the first few days, so collected some points and and uh, got myself another cruise. So who knows? Might be going on another cruise here coming up shortly. But uh, it was a good time. I had a good good time it's it's uh i've gotten to where i just like laying on the boat going to my room sleeping did a lot of sleeping did a lot of eating so uh i feel like i'm all caught up right in time for christmas break well that is that is a uh, great place great place to be when you can feel like you're caught up on rest a little bit Uh, i i must say i'm a little jealous on the they being able to sleep in a room for a while. Yeah, you know, you and Camber needed you. You and Camber needed jump on that boat, and you know, we usually cruise once a year, but we'll have to talk about that. You guys will have to get on a cruise with us. Yeah, and then we can record the show from from <laughs> yeah, international live, waters. Yeah, live from Jamaica or something. <laughs> well, we may have to get that on. You the could boat. buy. You could buy we. You could buy Wi-Fi. It costs you, you know, like twenty dollars a day, twenty four hours. So. It's you know just a little under a, a a dollar an hour, so it's not too bad. Yeah, I mean we could do the show and post it in that time, so we may have to may yeah. have to target that for 2017. But uh, so I know yeah. while you were on the boat, you you did not get to see a lot of things, and uh, you 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 missed a week of you know we are firmly in the the bowl season, which means uh, last week was a week of nothing as far as college football goes, and uh, we're going to prep the Tulsa Central Michigan right. game this week. But uh, basketball is in full force, Jared. And uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about basketball first? Or do you want to prep Tulsa and Central Michigan? You know, well, I'll start anywhere you'd like because just shooting you straight. I've been on the ocean for a week. I have seen. No, the only sports I've actually seen is professional because they do play like the Kansas City Chiefs and stuff was playing. So of course, so I got to keep up with you know my Chiefs, but had no, I didn't see any ESPN for bowl talk, bowl predictions. I I barely even saw you know all the bowl stuff just as I was heading down to you know Galveston. So I, I hit the Bedlam game, and then as soon as it was over, we were out, and uh, I've been cut off from the world since then so you start wherever you want to start and i'll do my best to listen well (laughs) (laughs) well, uh at least make it up as you go uh let's let's go ahead and talk about tulsa and central michigan uh just because their game is on monday the 19th and and uh so it's coming up it's one of the early games in the bowl season they're playing down in the uh miami beach bowl down in Marlins ballpark, so they get to have one of those fun experiences playing in a baseball field. Um, Tulsa is playing a familiar foe to you, Jared, and to Oklahoma State fans in Central Michigan. Uh, Central Michigan, you know, they they rode that amazing win over Oklahoma State to a six and six season, uh, including losing four of their last five uh, to kind of to kind of falter there at the end in the max season. Tulsa, on the other hand, nine and three. Uh, winners of four out of their last five with the one loss coming uh, at Navy, which, you know, we talked about. So 
Um, just right off the bat, Jared, uh, what are you looking for in this game? Oh, uh, you know, I, well, I'm looking for a W for Tulsa because you know, if I can't, if I couldn't get my win, you know, against them with the Cowboys, then I for dang sure want to take out my frustration on them, you know, with Tulsa. So I'm hoping Tulsa can get that done. I, you know, I, we've I think we've seen about all their, you know, their tricks and gimmicks. Uh, from Central Michigan, I don't think they're going to uh, Tulsa can expect too much uh, other than what they've been, you know, doing. And, you know, they throw the ball a little bit rush, you know, has close to probably, you know, 3,300 yards passing 23 TDs. Uh, so you're going to get that game. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not too high on their, their rush game. I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, Spalding does a decent job running the ball. He's got decent stats, but they're not overwhelming. Uh, I think the front of Tulsa uh, has gotten good enough. I think they've gotten better, and and some of those teams that they that they faced, Houston, Ohio State, uh, uh, you know, even teams in their you know their conference along with Houston, you know, Navy and all them. I think they're gonna they. I think they've been tested far more than what Central Michigan's going to test. I know that Central Michigan beat Oklahoma State, well, with an asterisk, but uh, I just – I don't see Tulsa going down to Central Michigan. I think they take care of business. Well, I, I agree, and, and for all those reasons, uh, and, and really – more, you know, you you kind of alluded to it in uh, Tulsa's defense. I mean, you look at the numbers, and and it doesn't necessarily look, you know, they look like a typical, you know, mid level team. They they score a lot, but they give up a lot of yards. But you know, in their last few games, it's not. I mean, yeah, they're giving up points, but uh, their their defense has really played much better. They 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 did give up thirty seven in overtime to Cincinnati, but they only gave up ten to Central Florida. Uh, 42 to Navy, but uh, in in the game notes it mentioned the you know, Navy when they when they went into the Tulsa game they were riding 13 consecutive possessions without punting, and you know the Tulsa defense made them have to punt the ball, and so you know I mean they're not world beaters, but against a team like Central Michigan, um, they they should be able to to cause enough problems and hopefully cause enough turnovers to to take the Chippewas out of the game. Yeah, and you know, Central Michigan's one of those teams where at first they they kind of have the shock factor. You know, I remember when, you know, we Oklahoma State played them. Uh, right off the bat, I'm thinking, hey, these guys ain't too bad. You know, they look decent size. They look big up there, strong. They're, they're kicking our tail, you know, up front. You know, not too bad, but kind of as the game settled in, you, you slowly start to realize, you know, there's no way they should be in this game with us. You know, we're better talent talent-wise them, and I think Tulsa can, th- can I think they can start to think along those same lines. I think, I think it's going to come on. It's going to be a close game at first. Heck, Central Michigan may even get up on them. But I think as the game goes on, I think the overall picture, when you look head-to-head, I, I just think Tulsa has the better athletes. They have the better – and that's a good place for Tulsa to be because we, we haven't been in that spot, you know, in a few years. But now we're starting to get those – you know those those next level athletes uh, starting to get a little more speed, and I think now that they could look at that head to head matchup and think, you know, we got the better we got the better athletes. We 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 should be able to beat these guys, and and I think they will. I, they're wanting to get that tenth win. Um, When's the last time they've had ten wins? Well, it was know? it was just a few years ago um, uh, when they won their their conference, but it, but it's not something that happens. You know, every year, right, on a consistent, um, yeah, and and you know, we we've, we've we've talked about that quite a bit, uh, you know, just over the course of the season, and that's it seems like that's what Montgomery is is building towards is that that consistent, um, winning program in the American Athletic Conference, and uh, I'm trying to go back and and find it, uh, right now, but um, you know, bef- before Montgomery was was there, you know, they only had two wins in 2014. And they had three wins in 2013, and I believe was it 2012? Uh, yeah, 2012 was their last uh, 10 win season. They finished 11 and three. They won their conference. 
Um, and you know, so, so things dropped off pretty dramatically, but now since, uh, Montgomery's went, been back, you know, six and seven last year, now nine and three with that opportunity. And this is, this is, you know, we've kind of talked about it all year, but this is just, uh, a big opportunity for Tulsa to really, uh, begin to build that program and so far as the coaching dominoes have fallen that we've speculated you know uh Montgomery stayed put and and he said all the right things so far to say he wants to be at Tulsa and be a consistent winner and um this game can go a long way I think in in helping to build that program because when you look at the American Athletic Conference uh you don't know what Houston's going to be uh you can assume that Navy's going to be consistent uh, you can maybe uh, assume that Cincinnati's taking a step backwards. You know, Tuberville's stepping down. Uh, Memphis has has shown the ability to be good, but when you look at that conference, and now Temple has lost their coach, um, it it seems like it's it's ripe for Tulsa to really really establish themselves as a quality program. And and even against a team like Central Michigan, that yeah, they're a 13-point favorite. They should take care of business. They should win. Uh, this can just be a, a great momentum builder going into the, recruit, the rest of the recruiting season and then also going into 2017. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I just I, – I was really happy. I, like I said, I've been gone on that cruise, and so I've missed a lot of the things – of course, I saw a lot of the cho- coaching changes, but before I left, but I had seen some of the comments and stuff that Montgomery had made, and uh, it's it's reassuring, and it's and it's a uh, you know kind of it. Now I know a lot of times words don't mean anything. It's like coaches could say one thing, and then two days later, you know, money talks, and they're on a plane somewhere else. But being that he sticks to you know kind of what it's sounding like, and and he, he wants to stick around and be a consistent winner. That's exciting for Tulsa because anytime, you know, I, I think you got a I think you got a winner in Montgomery and, and if you could if you could somehow bait him to, to stay a few years and build that consistent program, then it kind of carries on over to where where maybe down the line there is a coaching change, you know, in, in two or three years where Montgomery does, you know, take that next step up. Well, if you've built a program where, you know, it's not just one 10, one season here and then three years later, another, you know, there and then we go, you know, four years without winning. If you build that consistent program, players are going to start coming regardless of, you know, you know, whether they think a coach is going to be they're going to be. Hey, I want to jump on this, you know, this conference, you know, leader right now. And I think Tulsa's heading in that direction. Um, if we could just establish some consistency. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, this game just offers those opportunities. You know, as you alluded to on paper, Tulsa should be the better team. They've got the the talent. You know, I, I do want to want to point out, uh, you know, Josh Atkinson is 73 yards short of a thousand receiving yards this year. And and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but uh, just to, to think about it for a second, if, if, they, if Atkinson can get his 73 yards, this Tulsa team will be the first team in NCAA history to have one 3,000-yard passer, 2,000-yard rushers, and 2,000-yard receivers. There have been, uh, you know, there have been five or six schools that have done, you know, one quarterback, two running backs, and one receiver. But um, that's that's one thing, you know. I know that's minor. Like, you know, the big thing is getting the win, getting win number ten. But you know, I I really want to see that happen. I want to see him. Uh, get those 73 yards and and really and and rewrite those NCAA record books as a team because you know if there's a a, a team this year that's really exemplified this idea of everyone playing together uh, it's this Tulsa team in preseason right. none of us were really we were kind of talking if Tulsa could 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 just effectively run the ball to free up the passing game you know that's what we talked about and then they end up you know having eight games with over 300 yards rushing two two thousand yard well over a thousand yard rushers um you know it it really just showed that you know hey this is a team effort and so they can right. finish it off this monday uh down in miami and that game will be on espn at 1 30 central time and so it's a day game, but uh, try to catch it while while you're working or take a late I lunch break I, or something. I, I think Tulsa's like a 12-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Yeah, yeah, they they are a, a big favorite. You know, ESPN's matchup predictor gives them a 70% chance of winning, which we know, you know, they, they can't always yeah. be reliable. But, but 
you know, Tulsa, I just think they're 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 moving in the right direction at the end of the season where Central Michigan is just kind of stumbling. And uh, you know, so Tulsa, as long as they keep their head on straight, I, I expect them to win and, and win comfortably. I think that twelve and a half points is is probably a pretty good spread. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it uh I think it does have the potential to be a good game. I'm not sitting here saying Tulsa's gonna blow them out. It would be nice. I think it'd be a good showing for them. Uh, Central Michigan's a good team. They're they're solid, and so I think they'll I think they'll give them a test early on. I just think I think Tulsa's going to be too much for them. And like you said, uh, they're kind of they're two teams that are heading kind of in the opposite direction. Tulsa's on its way up, and Central Michigan has had that slump, you know, kind of on their way down. So um, all in all, I think uh, I think Tulsa handles them, and I I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and predict. I know you didn't ask, but I'm. I'm gonna say it's a. I'm gonna say it's a forty. I'm gonna say it's a forty-two to twenty-seven ball game. Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. Okay, I I can get behind that. I I like that prediction. Uh, just just for the sake of being different, I'll say uh, forty-five to twenty-four. I just I don't think Central Michigan will be able to put that many points up. Well, what what did I say? You said uh, uh, forty-two to thirty or twenty-seven. So oh. only three. P- so you gave yeah, <laughs> three points. I the six way points. You're saying, I was yeah, like, okay. Well, okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> maybe I meant what? Maybe I accidentally said thirty-seven. I didn't mean that many. Well, as yeah, soon yeah, as, yeah, yeah. I'll as, take that. As soon as I said it, I thought, well, I guess that's really not a whole lot different. <laughs> yeah. At first, I thought you were picking my same score, but. No, it's different enough. Those make those uh those few points make quite the difference, especially a team against Central Michigan. Heck, they're liable to throw a. I think they've wasted all their trick plays on OSU though. Yeah, in week two. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're going to have nothing up their sleeves. So, uh, yeah, look for a big upset. I think uh, not upset, but a big, big uh, lopsided win there for Tulsa. Well, I agree. You heard it here on the Oklahoma Sports Show. Uh, don't, you know, don't all those bowl pickers yeah all those bowl pickers you, you know you're putting ten dollars in or whatever you're doing on your espn mania or whatever outlet you use uh go ahead and pencil that in tulsa over central michigan free of charge free of charge no charge free of charge well, uh, you know that's that that is the the bowl game that has Oklahoma implications here coming up in the next week, and so we've got a few more weeks to to prep for Oklahoma State and Colorado in the Alamo Bowl, and then OU and Auburn in the Sugar Bowl, and so we'll we'll talk about those uh, in in the upcoming weeks. But Jared, I, I do want to throw this out at you, just out of left field. Uh, let's talk about Gundy Mullet for a second. Um, as a as an Oklahoma State fan, are you? I know you missed a lot. Lot of the stories about him potentially being getting an offer right. from Baylor and then you know right. Oregon's Oregon, throwing yeah. a you know sixty million dollars or whatever at him. Are you at all tired of Gundy allowing his name to kind of just be thrown in these mixes? Well, here's the deal. I I don't necessarily. What was it? A ten year, sixty million? Is yeah, that, that was, was supposedly uh, that oh, was thrown on the table. That was that was Baylor or Oregon. Baylor. Yeah, it was Baylor. Uh, you know, I point to blame here. I mean, you asked me if if you know if I'm tired of I, you know, I'm tired of the whole I'm tired of let's just say staff. And when I say staff, I mean the faculty, I mean administrators. I mean I mean from from, from the president to the to the athletic director, to, to T. Boone Pickens, to, to Mike Gundy. I, I think there's a lot. I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I think for the past few years, there's there's a lot of headbutt in, in between all those guys. And I think there's a lot of power tripping going on. You know, one guy's putting all the money out. The other guy, one guy feels like um, it's because of, you know, coaching, money's playing a part, and then it's big moves we've made. And, and I, I just wish we'd all get on the same page because I feel like, I feel like a lot of the reason uh, Gundy's name is out, he's allowing his name to be out there so much is he, I think he's tired of listen saying here, listen, you're not going to appreciate me. I'm going to listen. I'm going to put my name out there. And I'm, you know, I think it's kind of a scare tactic all, all, in all, in all, 
in all reality, I I don't think Gundy wants Gundy don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, Gundy he said it himself. This is his New York Yankee job. Now, do do your minds change? Absolutely. I'm not saying he. Maybe he thinks, hey, well, maybe I can do you know go bigger and go go better uh, now. But I honestly do not think. Uh, he wants to. I, I think he knows what he has here. He knows the facilities that he has. The the recruiting has gone up. You know, the consistency has been there. I think he knows what he has and he wants to stick around. But I think I think there's there's a lot of I don't I don't know what you want to call it. egos. I think mm. egos have have gotten away with everybody. So I don't know what that deal is all about. But I but. Holder, somebody needs to get a hold of, you know, to have a sit down meeting with all of them. And, you know, this is the way it's going to work. Because, yeah, honestly, I don't even know if this is the question you asked me. But, yeah, I'm getting sick of all the I'm getting sick of all this rumor talk and, oh, he's going. And then but he doesn't. And because all it is, it's like it's eventually going to be like, you know, the the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, oh, it's just another thing. And the next thing you know, he's going to be gone. And and I just think it's because there's there's too much uh, ego stuff happening within Oklahoma State, and I think I think uh, it, I think it falls on everybody. I think I think probably Gundy. I, I don't know. I don't want to speculate and say anything where you know I'm not around it. Uh, you know all that stuff to know what's happening on the inside, but on the outside looking in, if I was guessing, you know, I'm I'm just guessing that you know. You know, Boom Pickett's probably wants it a certain way because he puts all the money, and and Gundy's wanting to do it another, you know, his way. And there's just a lot of tug of war happening, and I think there's got to be a little give and take on everybody's part and, to be able to work, you know, work together because you need Boom Pickett's contributions. Look what it's done. Yeah. But I think on the other hand, you need, you know, uh, hey, I'm the first one to say it. I was not a Gundy fan, but now I've I've slowly started respecting him and, and I've seen the job that he's done and, and I can respect that. So maybe he feels that he doesn't get that appreciation or that respect that he thinks he deserves. And so I think, I think the fault lies, you know, in front of every one of those guys. Well, I, I mean, I think that's a great, great answer. Um, I think it's a great outlook. I, I agree. I think I just, you, you get tired of, that whole process, and it's not just Gundy and Oklahoma State. It's everywhere. You always hear about the the coaches who are mentioned in every search, and then they'll go back and negotiate for more money. And uh, it Smart. just it just seems like at some point, kind of you, you talked about the boy who cried wolf. Even if at some point, yeah, something's got to give. Either Gundy's going to say, you know what, if you don't respect me, I'm gone, or the administration's going to say, listen, if you're not committed to us, there's the door. You know, right. at, at some point, uh, that just seems like the logical trajectory of these types of relationships. And, you know, I, I agreed. I mean, Gundy's yeah. done so much for the program, but I know Boone Pickens would say, no, I've done so much for the program. Right. And Mike Holder would say, right. no, and, I've done so much for the program. Exactly. And, and I'm not I'm not really arguing for any one of them because I yeah. can agree where all of them has paid their parts. But it's like and so I'm not even necessarily, you know saying I'm on Gundy's side, I'm simply saying kind of what you're saying. Gundy keeps putting his name out, you know, get, letting his name get out there and all that. It, you know, it's like, we'll go. Just freaking go. Like, okay, quit talking about it. You know, you keep saying you're going to do this. You're wanting bigger, better jobs. Well, then do it. And then on the other hand, you know, I see the other side where, you know, boom, pick, you know, those guys are saying, listen, if you don't like it, get axing. You know, get rid of him. You yeah. know, it's like it's all talk and nobody wants to. It's it just comes to the point. It's like the little, you know, little middle schoolers. Hey, if you quit talking about it and just freaking do it, you know. <laughs> so it's like I just get tired of all the it's like whining. Everybody's whining. Well, listen, if you're not happy, leave. If you don't want to do that, leave. You know, so <laughs> exactly. Anyways. Uh, well, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts since I knew you'd been gone. And, and uh, before we switch gears, let's let's keep talking about football. Just do a final wrap up of high school. Uh, all the state finals ended this last weekend, and I don't know. Did you have a chance to see any scores or finals or anything like that? Uh, to be honest with you, the only one I was really um, 
um, curious about was the the class three A, and that was simply because uh, the day before I left for my cruise, um, I spent you know three and a half hours standing in the pouring rain mm-hmm. uh, down in um, Oklahoma City watching the Cushing Tigers um, take on Plainview, uh, and which was a great game. It was a it was actually a good defensive battle. It ended up being seven to six. Uh, it was a hard fought game. We missed our. We went for a two point conversion. Um, we came up short. We we had a couple drops in the game that were that were huge, and uh, yeah, we just they just escaped on that one. And 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 I honestly thought this game was really just for second place because the two teams on the other side, and John Marshall and Jones, I just thought they were gonna run away with it. Those teams are too good, and. Uh, I was keeping up with that game, the John Marshall and Jones, and boom, John Marshall would have a, a big lead, and then Jones came storming back, and then uh, the the score just kept flip flopping, you know, that whole game yeah. until Jones, you know, finally ended up uh, coming up with a victory. So I was curious in Class Three A, and when I got home, I was surprised to see that it was like a, I, I want to say the final score was sixteen to six or yeah. something like that, yeah. 16 to seven, maybe. It was 16 to six, yeah. Yeah, 16 to six, Jones, and that really surprised me because I knew, I figured Jones would win, but I really thought it'd be a little more lopsided. And and so, of course, being a Tiger fan, it, it frustrated me a little bit more knowing, God, we were, we were that close, and, you know, in those type of games, you'd almost rather get blown out so it's not such a, gut wrench and heartbreak yeah i'm telling you those boys i felt bad for them they were just heartbroken in the semifinal game one point away from the finals and then you see the 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 score of that jones game plain viewing you thought you know we we had a chance with jones we could have we could have hung with them there and you never know and, and so it's heartbreaking so class 3a is the only one i got to uh got to see and, and it looked like it was another defensive struggle our defensive battle there so uh did you have any ones from the other classes? Yeah, and you know, on that on that game, uh, the one thing about the Plainview versus Cushing game is that defense that Plainview played against Cushing. I mean, they were able to keep it up against Jones. I think Jones is just right. too good offensively to to shut completely down. And uh, you know, and 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 I mean, it was kind of like you said. We had talked about it. That other side of the bracket was definitely the the two favored teams, and and Jones came out. And I've got to be honest, Jared, your picks. Uh, I'm about to read them all off for you. You were, uh, you were. I think you were 100 percent correct on all your picks. Class B, Laverne beat Shattuck, 40 to 34. I had I had picked Davenport. You picked Laverne. And uh, in 2A, or excuse me, Class A, Hominy, Coach Green got it done. They beat Winnie Wood 42 to 14. So uh, just they just rolled through the playoffs. You look at Hominy's bracket, 55 to nothing over Pawnee, 55 to 7 over Holbert, 32 to nothing over Fairview, 43 to 15 over Afton and the semis, and then 42 to 14 for the title. Finished undefeated uh, for the Hominy Bucks. And yeah, and that's, you know, that's a big... Uh you know, you got Coach Green over there, and then I believe is Scotty Harmon still there? He's still the head coach, right? Or I, is it Green now? I'm I'm honestly not sure. I'd have to look into that. I, I, I think it's Scotty Harmon. I think uh, which is a Cushing, you know, guy, mm-hmm. and then uh, and Pawnee. Coach Green's over there. Yeah, exactly. So you got Green Pawnee. You're you know your hometown, yeah. and then you got uh, you know you got well you, where you grew up, I guess, uh, and then uh. You got Scotty Harmon. I I think now I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Yeah, uh, but so I'm we might want to check Max, that out. But, Max Prep but, uh, shows that anyways, Scott Scotty is still the head coach. So yeah, uh, Ma- he is. Yeah, Max Prep shows that he is. Um, I'm not sure how up yeah, to yeah. that is, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that that's true. Um, so yeah, Hominy takes care of business in Class A and Class Two A. Millwood beats Victory Christian 56 to 33 in the title game to uh, bring home another gold ball for the Millwood Falcons. And uh, you picked that one too. You thought they would come through and uh, I thought they would. And they did. Too so. much tradition there. They've, they've been pretty consistent through the last few years. Back, back to when the, the, the uh, Woods brothers were there. So. Yeah. 
Exactly. I mean, and they it's it is a it's a great tradition uh, in in a lot of sports, but especially football. And so uh, they took care of business. But um, so, Jared, let's uh, as we kind of wrap up the show here. Uh, I know you ha- you didn't get to see any any basketball period, whether it was Thunder or college last week. And so um, let's let's maybe just talk about general. You know, we're we're a quarter of the way through the NBA season. You know, we had coupon last week to talk a little bit of Thunderball, and we're we're almost done with non-conference play in college uh so let's just kind of talk about what you've seen so far and uh, uh i guess let's just start with the thunder you know uh, westbrook is still at this point in the season averaging a triple double 30 points 10 and 10.7 boards 10.8 assists um you know we we watched them uh, as of this recording they they pretty much just got ran out of the gym against portland uh yesterday but uh they're they're hanging in there I mean, they're they're battling and everything. What have you seen from the Thunder so far this season? I, I've seen that obviously, like last night, it shows that um, you know people have their questions about you know like is Oladipo living up to you know is he getting you know is are we getting money's worth you know production out of what we're paying him and was it a good deal and. Well, I think we've kind of had our questions because he's kind of been up and down. I, I, in my opinion, uh, when I've watched him play, I, I feel like he's uh, he's had his good games, but then he's had his bad games. But after, if you watched last night's game, um, and I just saw bits and pieces of it because I was I was at work. But um, if you watch that, um, you know Oladipo not playing. If if that doesn't show you what he has, he does mean to the team um then i i just think it answers a, a couple questions you know is, is he really is he making a difference on this team because with oladipo out of the lineup uh man we just like that that score what was it 114 to 97 uh, or something yeah where was it i just had it pulled up 114.95 yeah yeah, one fourteen ninety five. That that score actually, I don't think sounds as bad as what it really was because it got pretty ugly there. Yeah, it know, was the it end. was twenty plus points there in the second half. Yeah, and so it you know Russ didn't even play in the fourth quarter, which is probably a good thing because he probably needed a dress. You know, they got another game tonight. Uh, so, but going back to uh, saying, I, I just think uh, you see um, Russ needs all the help he can get and. You know, they've had those arguments. Well, how come Canner's not playing as much as he's supposed to? What about Morrow? Well, Canner and Morrow had their opportunity. You know, it's kind of like the next man up. Okay, yeah. Olo Depot's down. Wh- who's it going to be? And neither one of those guys, they were awful last night. And and neither, in, in my opinion, and uh, neither one of those guys could step up. So it's like you're arguing, hey, he needs more time and he's such a good, uh, you know, offensive player and doing this. Well, you know, yesterday was a prime example of, hey, you know, when coaches say, listen, when you get your opportunity, you need to take advantage of it and you need to show us what we, we got. And uh, last night was a prime example and, and they couldn't get it done. And uh, so, Russ, I, I I definitely think we're making the playoffs. I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that. I'm, I, I've actually been pretty pleased here lately and how we've been playing. Um Russ has been, you know, getting the team involved first, I think, uh, before he goes on a scoring, you know, rampage. And uh, and and I, I, I've liked the way we've moved a lot of, of the ball around. I think we've missed a lot of easy shots with, like, Adam. You know, they do a lot of pick and roll and stuff, and I think he's missed a lot of, you know, his offense hasn't been up to par with where I think people want it. But all in all, I think uh, the team's starting to click. It's just finding out those fillers – like last night, when you have a guy out of the out of the rotation, like Oladipo, you know, uh, what are we going to do? Because last night, I don't think we had an answer, and I think Billy Donovan right now is thinking, I need another guy to step up, or else, you know, we better pray for for uh, you know, complete health healthiness from here on out or else you know we might be in a little bit of trouble yeah i mean everything you just said i couldn't agree with more and i i, I wanted to point out today uh we tweeted out a, a retweet of daily thunders wrap of the game and their their headline said with the oladipo out the blazers defeat the thunder 114 95 and 
uh, we've made history, Jared. For the first time ever, we had a hater who tweeted at us um, and Daily Thunder. Oh, at us? Yeah, it said, uh, it, really? I'm assuming, because he says we, it was at Sir Frunks a lot. Uh, said we were missing Aminu, who you know, who Portland was missing Aminu, our best defender. So don't act like Oladipo, Oladipo's absence is an asterisk. <laughs> so uh, via da- right. you know, we just retweeted Daily Thunder's article, which it was a great, it was a great wrap up of the game. And uh, but so we yeah. got a little hate out of it. So I appreciate that. I like that. And uh, maybe, like we, that. maybe we've got to try to bring uh, Royce uh, Royce on with the Daily Thunder. Maybe we can get some more haters uh, if we involve yeah. ourselves with with him. Or uh, Dustin or any of those guys over yeah. there. <laughs> I like people's opinions. I like I like hearing what they what they have to say, whether it's you know positive or negative. Now sometimes they can sound make themselves make themselves sound stupid, you know, by what they say. But you know, hey, I like it. Just oh, like yeah. there's been a lot of con- you know there's been a lot of controversy, you know, tweeting and stuff over you know Russell Westbrook's uh, post game uh, you know interview. You know, last night after the game, you know, if you've ever listened to Russell Westbrook interview after a game, it, he's never the best to talk to. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he's just it, Kevin Durant was always the guy they the media loved to talk to. You know, Westbrook never because he, you know, he has those short answers and, you know, and all that stuff. And you know, I don't know if you heard it, but, you know, there's a there's a lady, you know, that asked him a couple questions and, you know, he kind of. Well, you watch the game. You tell me, you know. Yeah. And a lot of people are, you know, jumping on the, uh, you know, quit being a, a, you know, a D-bag and all this stuff, you know. And then there's other people defending him. He was good. So it's always interesting to keep up with Twitter and and the social media and see see what's really on people's minds. Oh, yeah. It's... It's great. And, uh, you know, Russ is just a lightning rod. He was booed the whole game yesterday. Uh, but, you know, he just eats up, up that stuff. And, um, you know, that to me, that's what makes him fun and, and an interesting character yeah. and an interesting personality. And it is. It's complete departure from Durant and or the, the Durant, you know, in Oklahoma City at the very least. And so um, it's 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 just a different side. Uh, the Ringer had a great article about how Oklahoma City as a fan base is trying to figure out. They know they love Russ, but, we, you know, they really love Durant when he was here. So they're trying to figure out, you know, after kind of getting your heart broken for the first time, it's like, OK, how much do I really can I really love this person? And, uh, yeah. you know, it was a really good article on The Ringer. Um, and we tweeted it out last week, but so, so, uh, go to OK Sports Show and, uh, read the article and then hate on us, even though we didn't yeah. write it. So, uh, but anyway, let's, let's Get switch your facts straight. <laughs> it's garbage. Um, you know, but, but, but yeah, the Thunder, they're sitting at 15 and 10. They're still first in their division. I mentioned to Coop last week, honestly, coming into the season, I wasn't sure that they could even win the Northwest division. I think, you know, yeah, they, they lost to Portland last night, but I, I think they the, the divisional title is still very much in their grasp. They can still hold on to that. Of course, you know, like you said, it's barring injuries, especially to Russ or anything like that, but, um, a lot to play for and a lot to look forward to. Uh, in my opinion. So, um, but, but let's move on to college real fast. We're kind of, you know, just looking at, uh, I'll just give you a broad spectrum. You know, OR, ORU is, is, is definitely the, the team struggling the most uh, here in non-conference. They're two and eight on the season, but you know, they, they, they've shown a little bit of promise the last couple of weeks. They did lose to, to OU 92 to 66, but um that was after losing in East Lansing to Michigan State, eighty to seventy six, and then uh, they beat John Brown University seventy or ninety five to sixty three to get that second win on this past Saturday. And so, um, uh, as of this recording, they're they're currently playing at Missouri State. And uh, then they've got number 10 Creighton coming up on Saturday. And so for ORU, uh, as they, they finish out conference play or non-conference play, sorry, um, you know, they're, they're, just, they're just trying to get to conference play. They've really played a, a pretty rough non-conference uh, slate, um, especially for a school their size. And, um, you know, they just got to f- figure out a way to get into Summit League play. Um, but, right. uh, you know, they, they played Tulsa early in the year and got beat to, to lose the mayor's cup. And so Tulsa sitting at 500, four and four, they lost to Oklahoma state on Saturday, uh, in a game that Tulsa had opportunities to win. OSU just, uh, just did, just did enough. I'll put it that way 
to get to get the victory. And they they play this Saturday. They host Texas State, um, and then they've got uh, Stephen F. Austin coming in next week. And before uh, they start uh, American Athletic Conference play against UConn, and so uh, that's kind of where Tulsa's at. Oklahoma is sitting at six and three. They they uh, lost last weekend to Wisconsin up in Madison, ninety to seventy, a game they were up on in the in the first half and then Wisconsin just kind of shut it down. Uh they picked up the win against ORU and then lost in the all college classic to Wichita State 76-73. They were winning at the half uh but Wichita State just really uh really played great defense in the second half to to come away with the victory. And then uh just to wrap that up Oklahoma State, you know, is is 7 and 2. Uh, they, they, like I mentioned, they beat Tulsa and Jared, uh, I, I want to kind of mention, cause I know you, you missed it. We were talking about it before we started recording, uh, in that Tulsa game for most of the final 10 minutes of that ball game, uh, Oklahoma state had four freshmen on the court. Uh, they had no Juwan Evans. Uh, Phil Forte was, was pretty much rendered useless. Only had three points. He is suffering through a tailbone bruise. And Jeffrey Carroll got hurt. T- uh, t- uh, Tavarius Shine didn't play because of his his back injury. And uh, you know, with the, with this Underwood team that he has shown, he's basically just said we're going to play our freshmen. They need the experience. Plus, it's all we have. Uh, pulled it out. A freshman hit the go ahead shot. A freshman hit the two free throws to ice it. And a freshman led the team in scoring. And uh, those are all true freshmen. Um, so, you know, fairly impressive for, for Oklahoma State and Underwood so far. But, Jared, when you look kind of at the, the – we don't necessarily have to deep dive into any one team, but but as you, you kind of look at the landscape of Oklahoma, uh, the state of Oklahoma and college basketball, is there anything that's standing out to you so far one way or the other? Uh, really, the only thing I the, – the one other thing that's standing out to me is is I'm impressed so far with, with the uh, – uh, with the road, both teams have traveled. I, I meaning, I, if you look at their schedule, I mean, you know, like Oklahoma, you know, there there's some top notch programs that they're playing. We're not, you know, a lot of times you have your seven and zero, nine and zero record at this point in the year, but you've played a bunch of, you know, Arkansas Pine Bluffs, you know, like Oklahoma State's playing tonight. But when you look down through the schedule this year on both teams, you know, like Oklahoma, that you know. They've played Clemson. They've played Wisconsin. You know, uh, Wichita State, which which has been a powerhouse basketball school for, uh, for the past you know couple years here, and uh, and and so I like the I like the road work they're laying uh, towards the end. They're kind of now some a lot of that comes in you know the, these tournaments, these classics that they're playing in, but you know they're they're getting into those tournaments to where those other good teams are. Uh, and so I just like the, I like the road work that they're, uh, what they're laying um, for on down the road, because I think uh, these early games they've been tested on. I mean, even, you know, this Wisconsin game, I know they lost by 20, but Wisconsin, uh, you know, I watched them play a little bit. They're good ball. They're yeah. good ball club. You know, they're, they're ranked, you know, they're ranked like 17, I think in the nation or they were, uh, I think they were even a little higher early on. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah, but they're a good ball club, and I think um, even in defeat, you know, nobody wants to lose. And but I think I think uh, being tested like that and going up against that early on is just going to better them, um, you know, on down for like conference play. And then I mean, you look at Oklahoma State, uh, same situation. You know that they're they're playing these these name programs. I love seeing that. And, and you can argue, well, you know, UConn's not, you know, the UConn of old. Well, you know what? They're not, but it doesn't matter. They're still playing that traditional rich uh, program. And when you look at a schedule and say, Hey, you know, Oklahoma state, we beat UConn. That's, that's a good, that's a good uh, win in my book, just because of the thing we fell short against Maryland, but Maryland's another program. That's, that's always, that's always been on the, you know, on the ups in basketball. As far as basketball, they're they're a basketball school. They, uh, that's what they, you know, really specialize in. When you, when you think of Maryland, that's what you think is is basketball. Uh, Georgetown, UNC. I just like the I like the 
I'm going to repeat it again. I like the road work that they're laying. I, I like the schedule that they're taking because even though they've they come up with a couple of losses, um, I think they should have beat Maryland. Uh, I didn't, don't think they played their best. But even even through those couple of losses, I think um, that game like UNC, I mean, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, sometimes you can't take much out of a 107 to 75 whooping. But uh, in that game, I think you can because when you have a lot of young guys, just like you talked about in this Tulsa game, um, having to step up uh, and play, I just I think it gives you a little more grit and grind uh, for the remainder of the season. So the one thing I the one thing that I've been impressed with on both sides is just um, their their willingness to 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 go out there and compete with these other teams and you know not not order up all these pancakes, you know, you know, before the, the conference play play starts. I just think it'll make it better in the long run. They're they're uh, as far as Oklahoma State, they're young, like you said, and and uh, I watched their game one game and, and as frustrated as all get out and then I watch another game and I, I get excited about the, the young talent we have. So so yeah, just uh as far as talent and stuff, I, I'm not going to speak on that you know totally yet because i i want to see i just want to see uh both teams prove you know show me a little more but uh i, I like what we're going up against i like i like what we're doing as far as uh, scheduling on both sides yeah i mean i think you're right and i think you know in in oklahoma state's case look no further than the fact that they played at maryland uh you know in front of a if not a sellout crowd a very uh full crowd and, you know, really a lot of people who watched that game, you know, there was a huge foul disparity. There was, you know, everything was stacked against Oklahoma State. And you could see some of those freshmen kind of kind of wither at the end of the game. Now, not Juwan Evans. I mean, he, he did his thing. But, but you could see some of those freshmen just be tentative. Uh, well, then, the you know, one week later at Tulsa, granted, not the same kind of crowd. It was probably split right. almost, you know, with OSU fans. But those same freshmen carried that team to a win. And and that's what's great. When If you compared college basketball to college football, the one thing college basketball allows is this type of non-conference slate. Right. Um, you know, right. you look at OU and football. I mean, they run the table in the Big 12, but because they scheduled hard and didn't happen right. to, exactly. to win, you know, they're left out completely. You know, in, in both of these cases, you know, if Oklahoma State, that, that loss to North Carolina is not going to hurt them come tournament time. It'll still probably help them just because they played Carolina. Yeah. And, right. and losing at Maryland won't hurt them because right now Maryland's at 11-1, and, 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 you know, if they can make a run in the Big Ten Conference – that only helps OSU. Well, that it doesn't work that way in football, you know. And right. So OSU, right, absolutely. yeah. Well, OSU they they're playing Arkansas Pine Bluff this evening as time of this recording, and then they play at Wichita State. And I'll tell you what I'm loving about these Oklahoma teams is is they're all playing Wichita State. OU already played yeah. them. Tulsa already played them, and uh, so far <laughs> Wichita State's two and zero against. The teams from Oklahoma, uh, ORU does not play Wichita State, so they get to miss out on him this year. Um, but but I like that. I think going to Wichita is going to be a great challenge for Oklahoma State. Uh, it proved to be a great challenge uh, for Tulsa, but but those are things you can learn from because Tulsa hasn't scheduled super easy either. I mean, Wichita State, uh, Arkansas, Little Rock. Oklahoma State, um, you know, and I mean, you could, I don't, I don't really know where Stephen F. Austin is this year, but you know, as far as their, what they've been the last couple of years, um, you know, they're scheduling difficult. ORU went to OU, they went to Michigan State, they played Ole Miss in the tournament, uh, you know, they played Tulsa, they played at Baylor to open the season, they're playing at Missouri State and at Creighton. I mean, you talk about scheduling hard. Um, you know, right. all these teams, they're, they're, they're taking those steps that hopefully it will come back and help them and come conference time. And, you know, I think ORU's got potential to, to finish in the, the middle of the upper half of the pack and, in Tulsa, I think if they can get some more points, they can figure out how to score more consistently. I think that that they can finish in the, the middle to upper half of the American Athletic Conference. And then, you know, OSU and OU, I think both have those opportunities. Right now, I think it's Kansas and West Virginia and Baylor, and then it's anybody else in the Big 12. 
And, right. and, you know, so I think both, both the Sooners and the Cowboys have an opportunity, uh, to, to make some noise come conference play. If, you know, all things being healthy and you know, everyone taking care of business and doing what they, they do. So, uh, you know, it's still early. Things will really ramp up come, come January, but, but Jared, I've got to admit, I haven't been this excited about college basketball in Oklahoma, uh, in a few years. I mean, it's, it's probably been five or six years since I've been this excited. Well, you know, we, we've talked about the good old days with Eddie Sutton and Gallagher Iba. And, you know, we've, I know we've shared stories about, you know, when we, we went to school there, or even, even when we didn't go to school there, you know, sitting in, in line outside, uh, beating down the doors, tearing down the doors, yeah. trying to get in because fans were so excited to watch them play and the place just being packed so loud you couldn't even hear yourself you know think and uh and i haven't seen that since well i think we got a little taste of it um a few years back i think it was a texas game remembering they had everybody come back yeah and doug gottlieb was on there the anniversary of the plane on, on the anniversary of the plane crash right and uh uh they were trying to get everybody back and and i, I went to that game and it was full. It wasn't packed out, you know. I think like like it it has been, but it was pretty daggum close to it, and uh, it was loud. And I remember sitting there thinking, "Hey, maybe look, why can't we do this every time?" And then it, it hadn't been like that. So it, it's been quite a quite a little while since I've sat in Gallagher Iba and uh, have been excited um, about, about basketball. And and I think just like you this year, I'm 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 excited and I'm ready to go. And I I just it's just changed and and I like seeing what Underwood's has been doing with this team. I like the defensive effort um, that we've been getting out of out of this team. And I and I like these young guys stepping up and showing us that they do have a little bit of grit when they absolutely need to have it. And uh, I'm excited. I I. I may have to go down there and catch a few games this year, man. It's all it. It gets hard to go down there and catch. I make all the football games, but basketball is hard because I work during the week and we have basketball. But we may have to get away and and go check out a couple games. I'm sure we will. Yeah, I I think so, and uh, it, it's going to be a good season. Looking forward to conference play, but Jared, we better get get on the road. Uh, you know, it's we've got a. A good weekend ahead. OU is playing Memphis this weekend, Oklahoma State, Wichita State. Uh, it should just be a, a lot of uh, fun. Oh, are you playing Creighton? And um, so, so stay tuned for that. Check out the game. Support your local favorite team. And uh, don't forget to also play Central Michigan on Monday at 1.30 down in the Miami Beach Bowl. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Miami Beach Bowl. Miami Beach Bowl, yeah. All right. Yep. Well, Jared, as we shut her down, you got any any closing comments? Any final uh, thoughts from the cruise? Yeah, don't don't be uh don't not from the cruise, but don't be shy out there on social media. Let us let us let us have that hate. I, I like reading that. I need a good laugh every now and then. So keep tweeting at us, people. At OK Sports <laughs> Show on the Twitters. And then OK Sports Show on Facebook. You can email us at oklahomasportshow at gmail.com. Go to oklahomatalking.co for all of our posts and, and blogs. And uh, or you can check out medium.com slash oklahoma-sports-show. And uh, that's how you can stay connected with us. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to stay connected from last week. I still haven't heard Coop, Coop talk on that. Yeah, you so better I'm gonna have to watch last week. You better check yeah. it out and get the, the whole Coop. <laughs> the whole coop scene and so we'll we'll get coop back yeah. on here and uh, make sure our phone connection's a little bit clearer next time so uh but for jared kennedy i am jason evans we're gonna get out of here uh this is the oklahoma sports show and we will see you later see you